For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Carolina Panther fans, C3 family, what is up? I am your co-host, Cody Lashley. You might be wondering... Where is the professor? Where is the professor? Well, it turns out when your job is a professor, sometimes you have to attend graduation. Tony's doing his graduation tonight for a few of his students or his entire class, I guess. He will be joining us later on in the show. Uh, but tonight, your boys are going to hold hold it down, hold it strong, and the show goes on, fellas. As always, I'm going to do this with my man, the voice that makes the moist, my man CK. CK, what's up, brother? What is up, man? Listen, um, it's the off season. That's really about the extent of this. We're gonna rehash some conversations tonight, um, and we're gonna, you know, I think uh, let the you guys in chat and the the phone calls uh, kind of dictate where we go. But I'm excited to be here with you boys, and you know, uh, to be one week closer to the Panthers football. Yes, sir, man. I mean, it's going to be a long off summer, you know, but hey, you know, this C3 Panthers podcast is going to be here to get everybody through it. Kind of a slow news day. I mean, it's really that point in time where it's like we're kind of looking for things to, to talk about. There's a few news bits here and there that we'll discuss, but kind of slow. Going to be a good chill night for uh, some good discussion. Uh, as my man ATX19 says, hit that like button. Next, joined by the stat daddy, the bat daddy. His beard is immaculate. His sunglasses are even cooler, dude. It's Greg. What's up, brother? What's going on, buddy? It's Tuesday night. These are actually my 3D glasses that I got from uh, what, the Multiverse of Madness the other night. Oh, so I, I just enjoy seeing life in 3D now after that. Right. Movie. But uh, yeah, man, my dog must have been excited too because she didn't, she was quiet the whole time during the pre show, like the warm up or whatever, you know, the meeting we'll have before the show. And uh, as soon as we get live, she started barking. So, and there she goes again. But she was <laughs> for the Panthers, C3 Panthers podcast too. So it's Tuesday night, fellas. Let's talk some Panthers football. Well, yeah, and listen, you already know, boys. We're gonna have this discussion with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, and you already know them and love them. It's our man Drew, ATX19, Carson One, David Screws, Jeff R, Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel, Lynn Leonhart, Matt knows nothing, Nick in, my man Kenneth Panther Pickle, Panthers are Panthers are Kings. Nine Live Panther Podcast, The Real Space Cadet, Tim Estes, Trail One. Boys, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. Let's jump into this conversation. 
And let's start with uh, the most recent news that did break today. The Carolina Panthers have indeed come to an agreement with their first-round pick, uh, left tackle. Uh, and trust me, I know he's a left tackle. Twitter will not let me uh, live down that he is for sure a left tackle. But the Panthers indeed come to an agreement with Kevin Kwanu, uh, the number six overall pick, gets a four-year fully guaranteed deal worth $27 million along with the fifth-year option. His signing bonus comes in at $17.2 million. And, boys, it's almost like a breath of fresh air just to be celebrating that the Panthers right. have signed a brand-new badass offensive lineman. But, um, I mean, yeah, uh, Cade Mays uh, has signed his contract. So things are now starting to kind of get underway. We haven't heard any uh, numbers announced for the Panthers yet, but – and Kim McCormick is officially a Carolina Panther. Uh, what are you guys thinking, man? Any thoughts off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, I had one. Um, the, like, isn't it pretty rare to have your first round draft pick signed that quickly? Like last uh, year, it took a while for uh, J.C. Horn to sign, and uh, and and yep. maybe it's maybe rare is the wrong word for it, but it doesn't feel like it's the norm. Well, I think a, a lot of it just depends and it differs on position, you know, averages right. for what position they're going to play. You know, it's funny. We've been having this conversation about where Kevin Kwanu fits on the offensive line. Is it left tackle or is it left guard? Right. I wonder if any of those conversations kind of work their way into his contract negotiations, you know, because, um, you know, I would think that the left tackle money probably is more money, um, even if it's a rookie contract. Um, so, you know, I mean, this is, uh, I think it just takes time depending on the position as well. Um, we're still waiting for some other people to sign. A lot of quarterbacks have famously waited until like the 12th hour to sign. You know, you mentioned JC Horn, JC didn't get signed until pretty late last year. So, yeah. Does, I didn't think of it. Is it go by position as far as what you're signing on your rookie? I thought it was by like when you got picked in the draft, not not so much as position. Well, it is, but I would imagine that like um, I mean that might be for the for the rookie scale. But I, I yeah. wanted to say I think that it also is dependent too. Like okay. if you're a um, right. if you're a, a quarterback. I think that number is a little bit higher. Little bit higher. My understanding it, 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 too yeah. is most of the negotiation is about the signing bonus more so than anything else. Like it's usually yeah. not about actual salary. It's about how much they're getting up front of that salary and how much of it's guaranteed or, or something right. like that. I remember that was the issue with like uh, Joey Bosa when he had his, like he was, he was yeah. the same way. And like he went to the chargers who were notoriously like, you know, not going to be negotiating a rookie contract beyond the normal terms. And uh, he was holding out. Like, he didn't even go to camp, um, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yep. I had had something on the tip of my tongue that I wanted to say about it, but now as soon as I had the chance, I forgot it. Give me a second. No, it's fine. (laughs) Like, I'm just, uh, you know, again, it's. uh, I think you're right that the signing bonus is normally what kind of extends these things down the road. Um, but we're going to have a further in-depth conversation about our offensive line a little bit further down the road. 
Uh, without further ado let's, uh, ado, let's not bury the lead anymore. We see the thumbnail. You know, you see the the title for tonight's show is Baker Mayfield still in play for the Carolina Panthers. And this is something that hasn't gone away, man. There are still rumors that this could indeed happen. And when you hear Matt Rule in interviews, he continues to talk about not wanting to uh, play Matt Corral sooner than he has to, and he doesn't want to start the rookie quarterback. Right. Um, yet at the same time, there has been a lot of lip service done that this offensive line had to be made better for Sam Darnold right. and that Sam Darnold had to be better himself. Mm. That being said, what do you think about Baker Mayfield? I feel like we've probably had this conversation like 50 other times before, but revisiting it now, knowing that we have drafted Matt Corral, is there any scenario under any circumstance that you would want to bring Baker Mayfield uh, on board as a Carolina Panther? Yeah, a one-for-one trade for Sam Darnold. That'd be the only way. Um, And that's not even because I think that it's going to be that much of a difference, but, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Right? (laughs) Like, so the reality is if we are going to be – keeping Matt Corral out of the starting lineup um, until they deem him to be ready. Like what's the difference? Like why not go with the guy who has at least made it to the playoffs, whether he is the, the, the one who culminated in that being the case or not, he's, he's got, you know, he knows what it's like to play some winning football. Um, again, the, the argument is how much of that was him and how much of that was the system. I think it's a valid argument, but it, it's worth explore, exploring if we're not having to pay anything extra and we can get Sam Darnold out of here. And I think it's a win-win for the the Browns if it was a one-for-one trade because you have the uncertainty surrounding uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, and you kind of want to put a guy in there who who might be able to at least be – because Baker doesn't want to be there. You're not going to put him in there, right? You're not going to start him uh, if, if Deshaun Watson isn't going to be starting uh, because you've already basically burned that bridge. We've somewhat burned the bridge with Sam Darnold, I feel like. Why not go ahead and just kind of let the cards fall as they may trade one for one and let these guys go and, and get this new start that they need. Yeah. That seems to be the commonality that I hear oh, yeah. is that if, if we're going to bring them on, we want them to be, uh, uh, to, to be someone who was cut first before we bring them on. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when I told you that my man, uh, Tony Dunn was literally coming back from a graduation I mean, come on! Did you did you think I was joking? Look at this man. <laughs> there he is, looking the sharp. Himself. Looking sharp. <laughs> oh, Wait, one second. Vaughn. While he's get, while he's getting ready, yeah, I want to yeah, say yeah. something about what up, what up, what up, what up? Oh, there it is. What's, oh, there he is. Sorry, my microphone stuff is being crazy. What's up, fellas? <laughs> How are y'all? Dapper. How are you, Professor? I know. I, just, I mean, I just got back here. I'm gonna take sharp. <laughs> uh, but real quick with the Baker Mayfield yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, I before the draft, if they I didn't want Baker Mayfield, but of the quarterbacks, there were rumors of coming to Carolina. He was my choice. Not that I think that he's fantastic or anything, but it was just out of everybody there that was the guy I wanted. Now that we've drafted Corral, I don't want any. I don't want Mayfield in here. Like like just just keep him out. And CK, what you're saying makes sense with that trade, but I feel like that's still a loss for for Cleveland. Because at the end of the day, then you've you're, you're then you have you're still paying the same money, right. but you've got Sam Darnold, you know, who I think Baker Mayfield is way better than Sam Darnold. 
um, any day right, of the week. But, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but you're right. He doesn't want to play for him. Right. They're going to end up paying him because he's going to be cut, right? They're not going right. to let him sit. I mean, they might let him sit there on the bench, right? But um, they're going to they're going to cut him, right? So why pay him anything for somebody like for, you know, if you're not going to have him, if they cut him, they're paying his salary because they already picked up a fifth-year option, right? I'm, That's going to happen regardless. So if it was a like the win-win situation for them is they're getting Baker off their books without having to, you know, eat any additional costs or anything like that. Yeah, they're not getting any additional resources for him. But, you know, right now the market for Baker is so small, if I had to guess, that there isn't any like people are trying to get them to already eat portions of his contract right, right before they even try to trade for him. And if you can do a one for one trade with Sam Darnold, I mean, I think. Like I said, it literally is a zero sum. Like there is no loss. There is literally no, right. no. It's a it's a win win situation. Like it can't. Like the only thing that could happen is Baker comes over here and he's is as good as he should be, right? Nice. And and he's able to do something and, and make this team look, you know, maybe somewhat manageable. And then you know, at that point in time, maybe we hit mid season have an opportunity to trade him and actually get some resources for him. Yeah. yeah. Are there this, man. are there any concern? Are there any concerns about his shoulder? Really, not any more concerns about than than I have for for Sam Darnold. Well, I mean, Sam Darnold didn't. I mean, Baker Mayfield is coming off like a torn labrum or something like that. Or remember, he played through. He played through the injury. That's one thing. Uh, look, is that right now? Is that Baker Mayfield is more of a proven winner uh, than Sam Darnold is? Right. So, like, kind of the, but. I really think this is an incremental change. That's one right. thing. Um, though I, I, there is a good side to it for Sam Darnold's is that if you send him to Cleveland, it's like a, he's going to get a new kind of venue knowing that he's not got the pressure of the starting quarterback, probably going to get four to four games or so where he would be the starting quarterback. And then Deshaun Watson's going to come in and maybe that's a more of a natural role. That would be far more conducive for the Browns than them having Baker Mayfield out there, which they might, I mean, they could do that too. I think they're going to have to, to be honest with you. I think that Deshaun Watson is not going to be able to play the first few games. They've got him under contract. I think they're just going to roll him out there and play with him. Who cares? I mean, I think Baker won't show up under those. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, but but then he he, he doesn't get paid. Like if you don't show up, you don't get paid and they don't have to pay him that money. It, It doesn't set back the money. Like you don't show up for the game. You don't get paid that money and they don't owe you the money that you missed. So he can do that if he and wants to. And it's an to, audition. But he's an dumb. audition. Exactly. He'd be dumb to do that. I have a scarier question than this trade. And it goes to this is that uh, I've noticed that our um, our offensive line is being ranked within like projected top 10 this year. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I told you guys that I think we could win nine games with Sam Darnold. Um, and I haven't seen the schedule. We're waiting for the schedule on Thursday. But um, this team, and the reason I think we can win nine games with Darnold is this, is that we've upgraded every aspect of this team since last year. Right. right? So I just feel like we're a better team. So we, we're more than five, right? You know, the over-under for the Panthers, I think, is only five and a half right now for the season. I'm going to look it up, right. but – uh. What happens if this? What happens if the Carolina Panthers come out and are pretty dang good with Sam Darnold and go and win ten games? What do you do? Number one, that's a fantastic problem to have, right? 
Yeah, but I mean, like if Sam Darnold's gonna be done, he's gonna be in the last year of his contract. You trade him for a first and you get because that was a spectacular. You year, wouldn't be able to two first round picks next year. Oh, yeah, I well, you could trade them then because you yeah, don't have any time on the contract, yeah, right? Sure. So, by the way, this is that list you were talking about, the projected offensive line rankings for next year, right. where, the you know, according to different metrics, the Panthers should have a top 10 offensive line. Um, but, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a, it, the, the whole thing that's that's really tough about Baker Mayfield, right? Is one the injury history, um, but then number two, and, and you know, right now he's so much better than you know Sam Darnold, and that's not even saying anything, right? Baker Mayfield is someone that the Browns don't want, but yet he's such a market upgrade from Sam. So, in my opinion, is he really? Sam, yes. I mean, based on what he has done and the lengths that he has gone, yeah, it's undeniable. You might okay. say that the Browns had a great football team and that helped, which it certainly did. I think that's why many Panther fans don't want him is because he couldn't do it with such a stacked Cleveland Brown football team. But, but I mean, listen, that's the thing. Like, right. But I mean, he did to an extent. It brought him to the playoffs. And again, it was stacked on defense, though. Wasn't right. It? They had a great defense. They, they, well, they, stacked they had on. a crazy running game that year. They had. Yeah. Uh, um, but that Odell but, Beckham Jr., Donovan Peoples Jones, but uh, yeah, for running backs, they had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's true. Yeah, so, that's what they won on good. that. That was all. That was that was the offense there, which is fine if you got a great run. I mean, that I don't like to shit on a quarterback because they had a good running game. Right. Yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah, that's for my sure. problem. Like, is is when you have the mindset of like, listen. I mean, he didn't lose the games though, right? Uh, it, there's probably been plenty of opportunities if you go back and watch those where, yes, the games might have been won because the running game was able to get it going. But how many times have we lost a game because Sam Darnold? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like even if the, uh, everybody else is playing well, how many times have we lost because, you know, Teddy Bridgewater couldn't go down there and make that final drive happen? Yeah. Right. I, like, yeah. Could could Sam Darnold have done the same thing? Sure. We can make hypotheticals all day. But the reality is one person was successful, one person wasn't. And what if and, you win ten games with Baker Mayfield? What do you do then in twenty twenty three? I mean, you have the it depends upon how it looks. I think it's gotta pass the eye test. That's been right. my entire thing from the get go. It can't be a scenario like if if we win ten games, you've got to sign back, you know, Sam Darnold Baker. Or, or Baker, okay. right? That's you good. know, Man, that's reasonable. It's yeah, gotta and- be, you know, it can't be just this thing of you know, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the tape. Let's see if it was something that was really, you know, that that we it's going to be valuable to bring him back, or is it something that can be that can be duplicated by a a rookie QB on a rookie contract, um, and 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 see what happens there. I think that is a much more appealing way to handle it. Yeah, yeah. And I, to answer your question directly, Tony, about Sam, like I think the best case scenario for Sam, I mean, let's say my man balls out this year. The best thing I think he's doing is auditioning to be, you know, either a potential starter or a high level backup for another football team. And it's just because I don't know that even if he has one good year, that one, it would be enough to make the Panthers question, uh, you know, whether or not they should or shouldn't sign him to an extension. But on on top of that, like he's lost so much more than he has won. Mm-hmm. And if if he's still not able to get it done this year, uh, then you know I would bet on the younger guy 
going forward. Um, but again, that's not dependent on Sam having a like a, a comeback player of the year type of right. You know that type of yeah. Season. Well, the I thing- mean, I think if he did have a comeback player type of season, which I mean, look, and I know this is a rid. People are like, "Why are you even talking about this? this? Is crazy." What I'm, I guess, I'm trying to get to is this: is that right now we don't believe in Sam Darnold at all, mm-hmm. and we have this. Uh, potential prospect in Matt Corral, mm-hmm. but what happens? We we all know the backup quarterback is the most favorite, like the most popular dude in the city until he's the starter, right? So like right. Matt Corral's the the benefit, or I guess like the it's all good on Matt Corral now because we haven't seen him play at all. He hasn't screwed up at all. He has, mm-hmm. you know, like he, you know. But if Sam Darnold goes out there and is like crazy comeback, like player of the year, which I, I know that's a long shot, but just say it would just say it happened 10 games. It's possible. Yeah. Do you, do you then say, you know what? We're kind of, we're still resetting with a guy that who's an unproven commodity uh, just as well. And I just feel like that's such a, I mean, it's such a long shot that it won't happen. Thank goodness. But imagine being in that position, it would be so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, I I, th- I think that if Sam Darnold wins that many games, like if that happened, Matt Rule's definitely signing him back because he's gonna be drinking his own Kool Aid. He's gonna be like, look what I saw. I told y'all this is what I yeah. saw. But ten games isn't impressive enough. It's it's, like, it's not. But for but compared to winning five back to back, oh yeah, ten games impressive. would feel like undefeated you know? at this point. And with Baker but, Mayfield, I feel like he has the same. I think I feel like him and Sam Darnold are on the same physical playing field. Right. Like they have the same attributes physically, I think, but but Sam Darn's broken in his mind. That, that's that's, that's that, the only reason I feel like that they feels an upgrade. I, you know, I, I think the, I think the best that Sam could possibly hope for in terms of an extension, right? If we're if we're being pie in the sky here and being optimistic, the best that he can hope for is the Mitch Trubisky type of deal with Pittsburgh, where right. you gave him a two year uh, a two year deal. Uh, for you know, give him uh, some cash, and it gives you some easy outs after the first year. So if you like, if you like his performance enough to want to build upon it, okay, cut him off a little bit. But you know, it I would, really don't. I just feel like it would be really hard to walk away from a successful season for Matt Corral for a third round pick, who you know, is that you have some hope for, like, I mean, that would take a lot. And and I probably think that it's going to take a lot for that to even be a problem that to consider. Right. I'm just saying, man, is that like, imagine winning 11 games and then hitting the reset button still. Like, good God. Yeah. Yeah, tough. I mean, tough. But don't worry. I mean, Sam Darnold ain't going to win no 11 games. But we have never seen Sam Darnold with a decent line. Right. And every time I feel like Sam Darnold, what his problem is, is he starts getting like panicky and like uh, as the game gets goes on, he gets progressively worse. Right. So it's like it's like there's a couple of plays where he's like, man, you're, he's doing some good things. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, my God, he just throws it to the wrong team. <laughs> like He's just so <laughs> scared. He don't know what to do. So, I mean, who knows if you ever see him with a. I don't know. Is I was just reading this article about uh, who's the Mia Khalifa girl. She used to be a porn oh with star. Baker, yeah, yeah. Oh, was she with Baker? No, no. She there was this whole thing back when he was being, uh, you know, I guess 
the like he was being one doubted as one of the better players in the college football. And like she was trying to like get him like it was it was some weird thing between him and Baker oh. her and Baker Mayfield. Like and uh, and he had a girlfriend and he went on like it was a social media thing where okay you know, oh well, how this is how serendipitous because it was just about her trying to rebrand herself as or right now she's like trying to not a porn herself. star yeah yeah but even though her rebranding is still coming with a focus on being an OnlyFans person still intriguing <laughs> there well, yeah that's like almost the same thing. Yeah, yeah it it's like uh, it's like I now I wear tassels. Now but, I just uh, work from home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now I just work from home. <laughs> but I thought this is like the rebranding of Sam Darnold would be of a similar right. Like it's just going to be so hard for Sam Darnold to rebrand himself at all now. It is, and and I think part of it, like you know, and and this isn't me saying he's going to be a good quarterback. But I still believe he hasn't gotten a fair shake. Like I agree with that. Like, I agree with I, that. I feel bad for him because he is a bad quarterback because <laughs> his his stats and his tape is going to tell you that. Right. But if you look at it and you're just looking at it from that perspective, you're not looking at the whole picture about what he's dealt with. Um and uh and so I do feel bad for the guy in that respect. Do I think that that is something that could permanently damage a mental you know, uh, the, the mental game of a quarterback, which is so mental as, you know, from the get go, then yes, I do. I think that having your first four or five years be just a clusterfuck of everything yeah. of like everything that could go wrong has like injuries to fucking mono, like dude had mono, like, like and he missed like 14 year old kid disease. Yeah. Right. I mean, the dude has had like, and can every... they diagnose mono or is that one of those things where they're just like, well, nothing's wrong with you and you're sleepy as fuck. Uh, so you must have mono. <laughs> I, I think they can diagnose it. Right. Like, but I just, like, yeah, I, I, I'm just of the mind. Like, like, yes, I think he's gotten the, you know, short end of the stick. And uh, does that mean that I'm prepared to tell you that he's going to be a franchise quarterback? Absolutely not. Um, does that mean that maybe he has not he has the 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 you know maybe he deserves a shot? Yeah, just the same as every other quarterback who's never had a shot does. Um, but uh, but you know, unfortunately, when he has had his shot, you know he he hasn't he hasn't performed well. And 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 when you don't perform your job well, it doesn't matter who's around you. If you're not performing your job well, then you're not you know that that's that's what that's the tape that you put in in front of people. That's what you're gonna get. Baker Mayfield threw 21 and 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions in 2019. That was his sophomore year. They were six and 10. Then they went out and got what? Uh, Stefanski. They went 11, five. He went from, he went to 26 touchdowns in eight interceptions. I don't know. I, I do you think, I think that switching swapping Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold straight up might be good for everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. Just good for everybody. It's like good for Sam Darnold puts him in a different position in a different place. Good for the Browns because they don't have the problem of Baker Mayfield and the weirdness of that when they might need him to start a few games in the beginning of the season and good for Carolina too, as in a fresh face. Um, I almost just think it should just be a straight swap. That's it. No picks, no nothing. Is it to the point you think that Baker Mayfield has no choice but to play under the last year of his rookie contract? 
I don't think yeah, initially, I, I mean, there's, there's nothing he can do. Yeah, initially we were talking about potentially having to re-sign him. And now I just can't imagine. This is fifth-year option. I don't think we do this. Is basically you don't make the same mistake twice, right? And the same no. mistake is like uh, by giving Sam Darnold his fifth-year option too quickly is that would be the essential, the equivalent of extending Sam Dor- I mean, Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. um, prematurely. I think you just uh, do this. Is it's an audition moment? You know what? Is ba- Baker Mayfield needs to salvage his. He needs to nut up and salvage his shit and say, you know what? Screw you guys. You're overputting this on me. I played hurt last year. The year before we went eleven and five. You didn't have no problems with me the year before. Like I understand that you guys think you're built to win right now, and you think that having this superstar Deshaun Watson is going to be better is necessary. But, like, he could go out there. He needs to use this season as an audition, and Carolina could be a good place for it to happen where he could re- he could get back some of that allure that he had two years ago. Look, I'm a firm believer that a lot of quarterbacks who play so well in this league are a victim or play, or play bad are a victim of just where they go to. I mean, think about it. Basically, anybody who's gone to Dallas in the last 10 years is going to go with one of the best offensive lines in the league. So it doesn't matter who you put behind that line. They're going to have an advantage. Do you think Dak Prescott would have been as successful his first two years? Nope. Anywhere else? And that's just the way it falls sometimes, you know? I think that you could put any quarterback in the NFL behind a great offensive line, you're going to see better production. Is he an elite quarterback is the question. Does the other pitch will be elite? Like, I need more than a good quarterback. If you sign Sam, I feel like if anybody signs Baker Mayfield, you're signing to be a starter. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, well, at least that's what he wants to be right now. Yeah. And by the way, uh, the uh, Big Jordan uh, pointed out just a minute ago uh, that we also have to consider all the off-the-field BS that comes with Baker. And it's not necessarily What like, is it? What really but no, is and that, That's what I'm saying. It's not like... Uh, In college, uh, it was bad. Now it's not. Well, it's not like legal issues or him like being a bad influence or anything. It's basically, one, him being a very sore loser. Uh, he gets in his feelings a lot. He already has an incredible beef with uh, the Panthers. I mean, maybe the greatest Panther in our team's history and Steve Smith. They're already right. going back and forth. He's in a million different commercials. Who knows if we're going to be getting the commercials more of those. are good though. They're they're great. Those commercials they're are embarrassing. Great. When all of you didn't like them? No, <laughs> when you're in the middle of the tier quarterback, they're embarrassing to see his face. He wasn't middle of the tier two he, years ago when he they, signed that deal. He was eleven and five. Yeah. yeah, they went to the AFC Championship two years ago, didn't they? But even see, this is how quick season. you fall from grace. Yeah. No, you, you quit. You fall from grace just two years later. But you here's the thing. All of those things that you just described as Baker Mayfield, for the most part, is exactly the way people would describe Cam Newton, right? A sore yep. loser, somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't like the who's who's gonna, you know, he he might cause some things off the field for you <laughs> that that you don't want to have to worry about, like with his personality and stuff. Like it's those are and now again, am I gonna say that he is Cam Newton? No, right? But we can't we can't put that bar somewhere else for for him that we you know for uh, because Cam Newton was the same way with being a sore loser, so. Like, and that's, and I'm not saying that's what you're doing here, Cody. I know you said, like, that's not bad yeah, things. It's yeah. not – I don't think it's even a distraction. I think everybody on the team would respect it. I personally would rather have a, a person who has a personality in the backfield than Sam Darnold who was told that he wasn't expected to be a leader. 
Like that makes yeah. no sense to me. At least Baker gets excited. He'll get pissed off. Right. He'll want to slap some people around. Yeah. And by the way, the Browns also, or uh, uh, someone from Baker's camp has put out that they think that the Browns sabotaged him, that basically that they were calling plays to make it where it, the offense would be even harder on him and that they'd Why? be able to pin and that they would be able to pin the blame on him uh, and basically say that they have to move on from him because of how they did him in Cleveland. So, But that that's, sounds that's, whiny. That's uh, way too... Yeah, that's a hat right yeah. there. That's yeah. like that's that in my opinion is like, you know, Sam Darnold's camp coming out and just publicly saying, you know, it was Adam Gase, <laughs> you know, like right. uh, Sam Darnold has said he loved Sam Adam Darnold Gase. has some good things to say about Adam Gase. Exactly. Went, that's crazy. Like, but I think is, that's what I like that's, Sam, you know man, I don't I think we're being too hard. I want to see Sam Darnold again this year. I do. I know that sound people are going to roast me for that. But I really want to see if that behind a better offensive line, if he could take take a step up, step forward. Right, right. I do. I'm I mean, I'm going to give him a fair shot. I almost feel bad, I, and I shouldn't feel bad. But you get to the point where you see a bludgeoning, about like the unnecessary. We talked about it last week with the uh, Jefferson Davis born in the young age moment in graduate school, where you just feel so bad about somebody taking a ribbon for every single thing. We don't know if Sam, like how much of the problem Sam Darnold was last year. We know he was part of it, and we know he is a large part of it, but we don't know how much it was. We have an entirely new diff- uh, coaching staff, and our offensive line was atrocious. It was just bad. I mean, they were just free rushing him, mm-hmm. and everything back, back there. It do doesn't matter who the, it was. Do you feel like the relationship is repairable for him? I mean, I know it wasn't like a public outburst that he had, like Baker Mayfield did when when they were pursuing Deshaun. But like, you got to keep in mind, like they were they were doing what they like. I agree. I think like, that's a good he, point. Is that something that does he want to be here? Like, is right. he going to be back in the back? You know, trying to trying to persuade them. Yeah, go ahead and just do one for one trade for Baker. I'd, I'd be ra- I'd rather be I, around. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Is that I think that's why it would be a good deal for everybody. Is I don't think there'd be no, there's no love lost with Sam Darnold and the Panthers. They've been a dick to him just as much. Right. Um, they've or do you think clear. that what they've done this offseason makes this more appealing to him? Like now, now I have, I know, he, I know that we got a guy in here who can, who can, you know, do things with an offense, you know, in, in Ben McAdoo, we've got an offensive line. Like, does this look more appealing to him as an opportunity to show? Listen, this is where I'm where I, you know, where I can make my best self look, you know, more appealing because he has a more guaranteed ability to start here than he does going to the Browns. So maybe maybe there's value there. And if he does come out and when you when we say ball, right, 10 wins, in my opinion, is not going to be enough to make me want to keep Sam Darnold. It's a 17 game season. But you it'll be, that but that'll that'll probably get you in the playoffs, and that'll definitely be enough to keep Matt Rule at least. I guarantee you that. If it'll be enough to games. keep Matt Rule, but yeah. you like listen when when you get to the playoffs and you're one and out, uh, one and done because you were a wild card and you barely slipped in because of a uh, you know because of just strength of schedule or whatever have you you know then then you know it's going to be I think it's going to be really difficult to 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 keep Sam Darnold there. But yeah. balling out, in my opinion, is is having a a, a year similar to Cam Newton's you know, uh, fifth year in, in on his contract when he came out in 2015 and he became the MVP. 
right? I'm not saying he has to be. An I don't know how you could say ten games would not be balling out. That's like think, it's it's all the think about think this. About that. that means you lost seven games. That's that's just barely. I don't know over if Arnold's won ten games his entire career, right? But, well, he's but, only but that's a seventeen game season. That's right? why I said. That's why I said earlier that he's competing to be a potential starter or a backup somewhere else. Listen, if you win 10 games and you make it to the playoffs, I'm sorry, there's a whole bunch of quarterbacks that don't have that on their resume. That is worth some value. Now, if Sam Darnold had already done that and then went on that podcast and said what he said, oh, I've proven I'm a starter. I'm proving that someone Oh, yeah, me. yeah. Now yeah, that was ridiculous. Then it, yeah, then it would make sense. But to, to this point, he has not proven anything. If I he agree. proves, if he proves that he can lead a team to the playoffs, then I think that he's showing every NFL team, hey, I can take you to the playoffs. I can be an upgrade. He's basically basically auditioning to be a starter somewhere else, maybe get a two-year deal. He might be a bridge quarterback for the rest of his life, another Fitzmagic. But then why can't Baker Mayfield say that? He had an 11-win season and went to the playoffs, and nobody wants him. I mean, yeah, he's marginal to me too, man. He's another case canum. All I'm saying is, though, I don't like like it. I don't like Baker Mayfield's pocket pocket mechanics. His his footwork from inside the pocket. He's always drifting to one side or the other. Like a lot of the more the more routine layup passes, those are the ones that he misses. He has these weird inconsistencies. And again, I, I think that his body has been banged up a lot. He's not someone that can really take a lot of punishment. Yeah, it didn't look very big. No, he's not. He's at 5'11", six foot or something, something like that. Right. Yep. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, have you talked about the Robbie Anderson stuff? Number change? Uh, you know no, he's changed his not. number from 11 to 3. That's one thing. Yeah, um, we do need to talk about that. And then he also um, put out yeah. this tweet that said something like, uh, y'all think, did you see here? I'll pull it up in a second. But like, uh, oh, Robbie, man, this dude, he's, he does not stop talking. No. He will not shut up. And not that it like he said anything bad, really. It's just like, man, it's like one of those things. Imagine uh, being Robbie Anderson's roommate. And you're just like, damn, I'm just <laughs> trying to watch the movie, Robbie. Just trying to watch this fucking movie, man. What what did he, uh what did you say this time? He said, uh, "Hold on, let me find the tweet." Yep. I mean, do you all like the fact that he's that vocal, or do we feel like no, he hasn't? I, I don't. He hasn't. Yeah. Doesn't earn that. Right. Like we want to talk about Baker not earning it. Like Robbie yep. really hasn't earned it. Right. Now, now he starts putting up numbers. I'm I'm totally cool with Robbie. Like I don't think that he like I. I don't think that he like the stuff he says is like out of bounds stuff. He's just not on the level to say it yet. You're not allowed to say that yet. You know, right. once you once you make the 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 plays, then you can talk like that. This is the tweet right here. This one is just hard for me to under, you know. And I I like I like that. This is when I needed the the Robbie Anderson translator dude, and he somehow was back. So this is cool. Robbie Anderson let him back in, but this was the tweet. People probably think I show off. I ain't even given it yet. Shared the field with Cam Newton. What? Yeah. I mean, here, y'all, I'll read it one more time exactly how it's written. 
People probably think I show off. I ain't even give it yet. I all right. So I think here, this is a problem. This is why punctuation is helpful, folks. Mm-hmm. People probably <laughs> think I show off. Period. I ain't even give it give it yet. Shared the fi- wait. Give I ain't even give it yet. Shared the field with Cam Newton. I don't. This like, is, is, he, uh, is he talking about like that in a positive way? Like that's why we should want. Like why we. I'm I'm confused. Here look, the is, uh, look at this. Is that uh, my man? I think he had to start a new. <laughs> I mean, can you guys see this on my screen? I share my screen. It's Robbie Anderson, translator for Twitter, and it's the the his uh, Twitter handle is Robbie to English. And look, it is Robbie Anderson hold a book. <laughs> and so this is the translation. The translation is people probably think I show off. I haven't yet. Although people have forgotten I shared the same field as Cameron Newton. (laughs) (laughs) That that account is awesome. You have to follow that account. I can't believe Robbie blocked. Like, I feel like Robbie should have leaned into that account. And I think we would have loved him way more. But he blocked that account originally. I think this is a new one, too, because. Because it only so was has, he saying that he's not flashy and not a show off compared to Cam Newton? I, yeah, I'm I mean it's like the hardest Cam, thing like, to understand. That's I mean, kind of what might... it seems like. It kind of seems like he's taking a subtle little jab at Cam. I, I think he's trying to show it off like I'm so good. I played with Cam. I don't yeah, know, man. I don't that's know how, how to take I, that. But what that's does that even mean? Like that means I, even less, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of makes more sense. Oh, like, because the team yeah. traded for you and, and paired you up with them? Like, that makes no sense at all, man. All Maybe right, we everybody, should ice up Robbie Anderson. Everybody go follow. Um, I'm going to put it in the chat. <laughs> Robbie to English. At Robbie to English. This dude, That account with him holding the book. <laughs> he put glasses on him. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's uh, so hard to understand. Look, I was like, and I don't like to make fun of people because, and for just, you know, because we can try to insult people's intelligence too much and some different things like right. that unnecessarily to make ourselves feel better. But this is one of those where it's like, this is where I try to tell my students, like, hey, like, don't hate, like, this, these rules of writing, they help us. They're not meant yeah. to be bad. It's like paragraphs are good for organization. Yeah, People they, probably think I show off. I ain't even give it yet. Share the field with Cam Newton. Like, I don't even like what in the world are you saying, man? I feel like he's like using like he's he's writing that with like a regular uh, like he's using uh, the the touch keypad without looking at it while he's on a roller coaster. Well, but I think the point that like Tony's making is is like a, a lot of people they just choose to text fucked up, right? Like they when, when they're on Twitter or when they're texting, like <laughs> you feel like when you're not in class that like all the rules of English and literacy just Don't apply. go out the window because mm-hmm. you, oh you're just texting and typing with your friends or whatever. But it's like, dude, sometimes some of the shit that these people say and text and tweet, it's like, what? Are we speaking the same language right now, dude? Like, this is ridiculous. I have a good friend, by the way. 
I have a friend on Facebook, and I've known her for a long time, and I love her to death. She's one of the sweetest people in the world. But if I can ever understand one sentence that she types, <laughs> dude, I should be a millionaire. Because I, I don't think that's ever possible for me to know what she's talking Who about. Who is this? My audio cut out. Who's she? No, I have a friend on my Facebook. Uh, it's as sweet as can be. Great girl. But whenever she's like, typing like messages online, dude, it's like I'm um, reading a dyslexic fifth grade essay or something. It's like, dude, it's it's not it's not good, man. So point taken. People should use their English. Wow, I feel like Robbie. Look, is I don't care. I really don't care about Robbie talking. Like it doesn't bo- it doesn't bother me, nor does it endear me at this moment. You know, is that you can do this mess. It's a lot cooler to have personality when you're winning. And it's a lot less cool to have all of this bizarre personality when you're losing. So be like, oh, look at that cute Robbie Anderson tweet when he's getting a thousand yards. And now you're like, man, use a damn comma. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, we just need Rob. I just need, look, I, I just feel like everybody on the Panthers probably should be quiet. Um, but yeah, he also right said this recently, and this I almost want um this was another tweet he put out. I bookmarked this one. Let's see, I'll hit I'll share this with you guys so you can see it. I just uh, he goes, I'd rather more dollar dollars than followers. Well, bro. You got 43,000 <laughs> followers and you got $21 million. You got your got wish. <laughs> you got you it, bro. Yeah. Right? Like you got more, you got more money than followers. So, well. yeah. All right. Um, That's all I got for that. But I, I've, got, I've got a few more things uh, uh, on the docket and we'll get to some cat calls here soon. But um, listen, man, uh, a lot of people watching the show right now, um, you know, enjoying the stream. Uh, and they like to hear us talk about the Carolina Panthers, uh, but they're not slick. They're really not because they only come here for one reason. And frankly, I'm feeling kind of used, man, because I've been giving them good-ass Panthers opinions, but people just keep coming back to the C3 Panthers podcast to hear the voice that makes them moist. CK, talk to these sleazeballs. Good evening. Welcome. You've come here and you've looked at your future and you've said the Carolina Panthers are the fan. I'm going to be a fan of the Carolina Panthers until the day I die because if you're still here after the last five years, you're not going to go anywhere. And you've been here with the C3 Panthers or C3 Carolina Cat Chronicles the entire way. But you haven't hit that thumbs up yet? On this video, we're going live on a Tuesday where really nothing is happening. We're talking about Baker Mayfield, for Christ's sake. Hit the thumbs up. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So subscribers. Subscriber. <laughs> Same, man. 143 strong viewers. 79 likes. Hit the thumbs up. Hit that like and subscribe. Make love to that notification bell. So that way you get notified every single time the C3 Panthers podcast goes live and gives you that content you so crave. Next up on the docket tonight, this was a rumor that flew around Twitter. 
Um, a lot of people seem to be very keen on this idea. I wanted to get the, uh, the opinions of my fine panelists here and all of you in the chat. What say you about potentially signing Jadevion Clowney to be a part of the P- Carolina Panthers pass rush rotation? Do this it. is a name. Like I said, people have been talking about this a lot on Twitter. <laughs> he never quite lived up to that number one overall pick, uh, draft pick that was used on him, but nevertheless sets a very physical edge. That's something the Panthers have spoken at length about wanting to get better on uh, and get better at. My question to you is, would you like to sign Jadavion Clowney? I definitely would. I mean, he didn't live up to that number one pick, but he's been a damn good player for a lot of his career. He's had some down years and some injury problems, but I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's worth the, the cost that it would have at this point in time. What 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 are we talking about signing him for? Like, what are the numbers? That is a good it, point because if it's an extraordinary number, then I don't I don't agree with it. It'll be an extraordinary number. Think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you really think it'll be a crazy number? Like, I don't. I do. I mean, I well, Bob, so. Bobby Wagner's got signed for ten million. Do you think it'll be it'd be more than that? Yes, really. Bobby Wagner's older. Yeah, I know he's got a pretty big good resume, but uh, Jadavion Clowney. You know, I I think um, I just well, Wagner is also kind of proved. I mean, Bobby Wagner kind of proved himself. That's what I'm he? thinking. He's proven himself a lot more than Clowney has. Like right, but he's also he only got older. 10. You know, I think I think you yeah. you get to a certain point where you know with ten million. Is I think uh, basically if he's signing for ten million, it's it's because like if if he was if people had the faith that he was the same Bobby Wagner he's been for the past ten years or whatever have you, um, it would have been significantly more than ten million. He signed, he signed a one year eight million dollar deal last year, nine million dollar deal last year. Who did right. Clowney? Clowney. Clowney did with the Browns. Well, oh. the Browns. I know Von Miller just signed like a hundred and sixteen million dollar well, yeah. deal. So, but I mean, Clowney that, had nine sacks last year. I think Clowney would be a great uh, fit for the team, like as in the type of player we need. Concerns are um, injury problems. Is that is, Go ahead. Uh, is that you bring him in and look, is that bringing him, if he has injury problems next year and you bring him in on a short deal, one, two years, two year deal, you're actually no worse than you were had you not brought him in, right? I mean, we were we would be stronger with him even if he did struggle with injuries because we don't really have a strong anchor on the other side, a dependable guy. This is a guy, Jadavian Clowney has been successful in this league. I mean, the problem is has been uh, has been injuries. And that is, I mean, that year in Seattle, Tennessee, uh wait, Seattle and Tennessee was not good those two years but he's had he's like a nine sack guy he's not great but he's like helpful spotrack.com has him at uh <laughs> his calculated market value as 12.7 million i don't think so yes yeah, CK was right um and, and again that's if spot rack is right um but so another thing to kind of keep in mind here too is that right now currently the panthers and i can't even believe i'm saying this we have the most free agent money still left available at just under $30 million. How is this so, possible? I mean, we didn't even have $30 million to start, I feel like. How did we, we get $30 million? Like Christian McCaffrey and everything? 
Well, hey, oh, we okay. were going to move heaven and earth, or heaven and earth, to get Sean to get, Watson yeah, on this football true. team. So the fact that we did that, we freed up all this money that we expected to be going to Sean, and now we're, we have a bunch of cash to be able to allocate to a bunch of different positions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I personally let's draft I, picks too. Sorry. Yeah, I mean dra- draft picks. I mean, does, you know, CK. I know you said no, but knowing the amount of money that we have. Being almost thirty million dollars, does that change your mind at all? Or is not really? Just... I'd rather roll that uh, cap space over, or like have it available in the event that we need to do a mid-season trade. If we actually start to see success, and there's a major, uh, major issue in in our in in you know, maybe we lose somebody, maybe we need to you know trade for a, a middle linebacker if that's our biggest weakness this year. Um, then uh, then I think that that is uh, that's that that's going to be more important to me. So holding on to that thirty million is, I think, you know, super important at this point. I don't know who said it in the chat, but they said spend that mutt cat money on a tight end. I a hundred percent agree. Go out and blow some money on one of these elite tight ends. Every Man, great team in the league has one. No, we don't. We don't have an yeah, elite we do. tight end. We don't even have a serviceable yeah, tight end. We haven't in years since Greg Olson left, and it's a we huge, have- huge advantage to have an elite tight end. <clears throat> We have someone who got paid that most fans didn't think deserved to get paid again, yeah, and we have a, and we have a young guy who has a lot of potential, but up ah, until this point man. hasn't proven to be anything more than a blocking tight end. We've got Amari Barno, dude. We've got Amari Barno. He's a defense dude. So six I foot six, two hundred and forty-five pounds, and runs a Can four. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Can catch, can like, block? How is this kid not a tight end, man? We need to. Did you know a- that he's the fastest player to ever run a four three something at above four, uh, like two hundred and forty five pounds? The only other person to other to to do that was Micah Parsons la- uh, uh, last year. So he's Amari Barno, man. We need to put Barno on the offensive side of the ball. Make him a tight end, homie. Warren Sapp could do it. I don't see why he couldn't. <laughs> I want to see yeah. it. I want to see it. Like, I mean, you run that fast. Why we can't waste your talent as a defensive end? I mean, unless he's getting around that edge and and he's getting like yeah, but it's still not forty yards though. You know what I'm That's saying? True. It's like yeah. it's like a eight yards. Need you running yeah. down the seam, bro. So, uh, Tony, are you? Uh, is this is this something that that you want? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm down with it. Like, I'm okay with it. Here's my thing is that uh, when you look at the list of free agents out there, right, is like who would help our team the most? Uh, Look, I just pulled up the list. This is on NFL.com. I hope it's as update as possible. Uh, Odell Beckham's a free agent. Dwayne Brown, James Bradbury, which we can mention him. Clowney is the next on the list. Really, it's Clowney and Melvin Ingram who are um, defensive uh, edge players, edge players, uh, 33, 29. Melvin Ingram's older. Um, Jarvis Landry, Jerry Hughes, Akeem Hicks, defensive line. Trey Flowers um, has not been healthy over the last two seasons. We need – I think a defensive end would be helpful for our team. Um, Um, I'm trying to see if there's Justin Houston – He's an edge rusher again, thirty-three years old. Um, Are you just looking at edge rushers or just all? No, nah, I'm looking at all free agents. Is like, uh, um, how about that? What linebackers are available for us? Because let me tell you, 
I don't know what this linebacking core is going to look like, even after drafting Brandon Smith. Uh, I mean, I mean, truthfully, I mean, I, I don't really know who uh, who the mic is going to be. We have an idea of how they intend to use Frankie Louvu, kind of similar to a Hassan Reddick kind of role, but that would be more like a three four outside linebacker pass rushing type of deal. Um, by the way, I've been saying this for a few weeks now. If AJ Klein is still available and out there on the market, I take it, dude. We could damn sure do a lot worse than AJ Klein at linebacker, right? Like, am I, I wrong? Yeah, that's like so. Do you know how old he is? Dude, he, he can't be that much older than me. Thomas Davis Wait, is older around my age. I mean, maybe that's kind of old, but it's like, dude, our our linebacking core is kind of it, you know. We really don't know who's going to be our inside linebacker. Uh, we have the – I keep on forgetting the dude who uh, had issues with his uh, – uh, the he's, he's issues 30. with the law. The, the guy cat, that – Killer cat, Damian Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, well, I mean, the, the guy that just had some uh, <clears throat> some shit come up with us, uh, the linebacker yeah. for the Panthers. Yeah, Damian Lewis. He, he fake killed the cat. He's the fake cat killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, I mean, you know, that's – but that linebacker – I've said this all this entire offseason, I think our linebacking core is in some of the worst shape mm-hmm. that it ever has been. I mean, outside of Shaq Thompson, there is quite – yeah, Damian Wilson. I knew I didn't recognize the name. Yes, Damian Wilson is his name. Tom. Yeah, fake but, cat but, killer. AJ but, Klein is um, 30, to see all know. He's only a year younger than Luke Keekley. There are so. no linebackers, bro, on free agency. You ain't getting none. There are none. Yeah, man. Like I just I, okay. it's such a weird, it's a such a weird thing to be a Panthers fan and just have this be the existence of not having a middle linebacker. <laughs> like it's Trait. such a it's such an odd thing because we've been so accustomed to yeah. having uh, as just a uh, one of the best, you know, linebacking cores. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's Damian sad, Wilson, not Damian Lewis. Okay. That's what I was All telling right. you. That's right. why I said. That's what I. That's, right. us, that's why I brought it up again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and also, uh, uh, CJ uh, Little Littleton is is another guy that we have to consider. I just don't know how much I trust any of those names. Um, right. At this point, we don't got a choice right now. I don't think there's anybody else out there in free agency. This is the list when I pull up on Spot Rack, and now this is just linebacker. This wouldn't would they be would would you want them to be an inside linebacker, or would you want? Yeah, I, I think okay. right now then that I, I, list I, I, is longer. I mean, but, but between Marquise Haynes, Amari Barno, um, you know, now you have Frankie Louvre that they want to use in a very Kyle Van Noy. Like, yeah, he's another edge rusher, outside linebacker type. Um, and I thought he went back to the uh, Patriots. Am I wrong on that? I, I can't tell if these are if they've signed or not. Okay, <clears throat> it's hard to find find a list. Oh, um, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean that is a question. Is that defensive end and linebacker on defense are the two kind of question marks about depth and strength? Uh, I think you're right. Linebacker might even be the more, um, pertinent. you know, a, a larger pertinent question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Van Noy signed yeah. with the Chargers uh, today. And by the okay. way, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I actually like Jadavian Clowney. I think that that would be um, a really good signing for us, considering the fact that he, uh, you know, the the Panthers have talked about needing a defensive end that can set a very physical edge. Um, that would be something that I think would be good for us. And you're not paying him to be that premier pass rusher that he was once upon a time thought supposed to be. to be. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, okay, this is this is my last uh, pre-prepared topic for the night, and then we can just ride ride the cat calls into the into the rest of the night if you want to. But listen, man. Um, so people have been roasting my ass on Twitter <laughs> because I continue to dare entertain the thought, as blasphemous as it might be, that Brady Christensen might should be the left tackle. And that Akimakwanu might should be the left guard. Well, I put this out on Twitter in a response to one of the four man rush guys. Uh, you know, they're really high on Michael Jordan, which again, dude, I just I can't see it. I, I thought he was terrible for us last year. But they were saying that if you're gonna play Akimakwanu at left tackle, then Michael Jordan or Deontay Brown would be better suited at guard than Brady Christensen. And I'm like, okay, well, listen, if it's just a foregone conclusion that Akimakwan was our left tackle, which, by the way, I have absolutely no problem with, and I've never called into question his ability to play, to play left tackle, but if Akimakwan is to be our left tackle, well, then who's going to be the odd man out in this equation? Because I'm sorry, but our offensive line is only big enough for five dudes, okay? And if if Kim Aquan is going to be our left tackle, then who's going to be the left guard? Are we looking at Brady Christensen? Or do we think that Deontay Brown finally steps up and is more than just a name that we say for shits and giggles on this podcast every week? Who is going to be the odd man out in this scenario? Because if one of them is going to end up being the starter, inevitably the other one is getting put on the bench. We have no reason to believe it's Deontay Brown. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I you guys could say that he was great in college and this and that, but he is, we, you could be rooting for him to be right because you wanted it, Cody, right? I mean, so if there's yeah. anybody that would support this, it would be you. Yeah. Um, but we have, like zero, we have zero reason to, to believe that that would be a better solution. Uh-huh. We have Matt Rule on record saying that Brady Christensen was graded higher as a guard than an tackle in his mind. So um, I I think it's uh, too early to tell. Um, I think that you could say, all right, um, Icky's going to be the left tackle, fine, but I don't think that that gives us a referendum or tells us anything about who is really playing left guard. Um, I don't know if we've seen Christensen – They've said a lot of good things about Brady Christensen this offseason. A lot. And Scott Fitterer has been leading that charge. So I don't think that he's going to be in the doghouse. The James Campen said he wanted to see more of him at left tackle. Um, I do think that, look, they did not draft Icky to be a guard. Uh, Jordan Gross did play a year of guard, I believe, before he shifted over left tackle. Would not be absurd to do what you're saying. 
But it is absurd to ca- act like Brady Christensen is um, a viable um, member of this team going forward. While, like, why would you put more stock in an undrafted free agent and Michael Jordan and in Deontay Brown, a six-round pick, than you would in a guy that just last year they had start, like, every game it felt like at a different damn position? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, and I've, I've been on this for a while, too, that I don't necessarily believe that Brady Christensen is a guard. I don't think that's where his skill set is best suited. Now, CK made a good point. Uh, it was last Tuesday or Friday, I forget when it was, CK brought this up, and he made the point that, well, if you put better guys on his right and left, well, then maybe his the level of play from Brady Christensen this year could be better than we saw it last year. And I'm willing to believe that could be true. Uh, that's not outside of the realm of possibility to me. I'm just looking at skill set, athletic profile. People forgot, forget that the RAS scores that, that these guys love to do around draft time, Brady Christensen had one of the best RAS scores at left tackle of any prospect ever. So his ability to – his athletic ability to play the left tackle position isn't in question. He just isn't the kind of prospect that Akemakwanu is. Um Icky is uh, the type of road grader that you can put him at left tackle or left guard, and I think he can be an all-pro kind of player. I just think to maximize the kind of talent that we have, it would be good to put Christensen at left tackle and then Kevin Kwanu at uh, at guard, especially for that inside zone run that the Panthers like to do. Uh, And we've brought in Deontay Foreman for that kind of run as well. I just think Aquano would be good there. But, Tony, you're right. For as much as I want and fans want, I'm not the only one, Deontay Brown to be a part of this roster, like, he's the odd man out. Right now, Brady Christensen has more experience on the offensive line, and I think the coaches have every intention of proving their initial evaluation correct that Deon- or that uh, Brady Christensen is a guard and not a tackle. So I kind of think Deontay Brown might end up uh, kind of being the next Cameron artist paying, man. I hope it's not true, but I think it could be. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we're going to need depth and rotation on this offensive line. Um, and Aquanu, I mean, look, is I hope, he can, I hope he's going to come in and play left tackle and shut it down from day one. Um, this is – I hope Rashawn Slater doesn't um, – make us feel disappointed uh look his little some of the top ranked left tackles in the history of football that people said were going to be fantastic and awesome uh even when they turned out to be fantastic and awesome had trouble their rookie year you know like so there's been some really high profile great players that there are like this is a franchise tackle and they struggle in their rookie year now i don't know I'd have to go through the list of them and all of this to see where their struggles because of them only, where they on bad offensive lines, you know, but it, it is a, it's, it's a position that is tough. Uh, it's a toughest. There's a reason they pay it a lot, pay it high as a high paying position. It's a tough position in NFL to play. So, um, you know, I just, uh, I hope we don't get in uh, at least, Look, I, maybe Rashawn Slater just reset the bar for what we think, kind of like what Justin Herbert did for quarterbacks. It's just like, geez, 
Uh, you just expect every draft pick to be an all pro from the minute, minute they walk on the field. Um, so I hope he does well, but look at, I know he's going to do well. It's just, you know, we don't really have any idea how this offensive line is going to pan out in the beginning. And if anything, uh, if he is best suited to play left tackle, you can sure as shit believe Matt Rule is going to play him at left guard. Sorry, that's my dig for tonight. Um, I wanted to go over this, Cody, before we get in the cat calls. I got the winners from the draft giveaway. Oh, yeah, let's do it, man. Announce some winners. Um, we got some. Um, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 people, I think. I got 13 entries into the draft, uh, to the draft, you know, uh, to the draft contest. What the idea was is you'd submit the top 10 um, names uh, or your order of the top 10 picks. Next year, we're going to expand this to 15, I think, and we're really going to pump it up for months before and really try to get some more action on this because you guys were really good at this. Is almost everybody's top 10 there were very few zeros <clears throat> and what i mean by that zeros is that players that they listed in the top 10 that weren't in the top 10 the only time that people uh people went a couple of them went quarterback heavy in the top 10 whichever we all thought was a possibility uh but there was a lot of people that hit picks maybe not in the right spot but got almost the entire top 10 just out of order right so the top uh the top three scores were keyload these were all on um the subreddit on our on our uh server the c3 panthers podcast discord. on discord and uh the draft giveaway night um is where that you can find these entries keyload Scored a 17 points. He got the first and second pick correct, like as right on the money. Uh, he got the Panthers pick right, which was a four-point four, four point pick. And then he nailed all the other picks in it, but just not in the right spots. So he scored 17 points. Sports nut, uh, really, with 18 points, he got the first three right and the number eight pick which I think was Landon. I got the name somewhere here. I wrote it down. Let's see who was the number eight pick was London. So he got that right. Um, but the winner was, and I'm a little upset, Mile High Panther, when I say that, is Mile High Panther said he was going to quit being a fan because of the Deshaun Watson stuff. I'm pretty sure that's him. He killed it with 19. He got the Panthers pick right. That helped him. That's actually what set him over the top. He got the first pick right, the third pick right, the fifth pick right, the sixth right, and the ninth pick. He did that. He got 19 points and had two zeros on his list. Damn. So Mile High Panther wins it. Um, notable. So notable. Rowdy got 14. JC Happy got 16. Jacob Self got 15. So look, is a mile high Panther. I got uh, a autographed Stephen Davis photograph for you. So what I need you to do is uh, mail, uh, send me your mailing address, and I'll get that out to you as the winner of that. And I will give second place both to 
Keyload and Sportsnet. You get a cam wow on me. Not on me, on us, whatever. You get a cam wow as our greatest draft pick of all time, Cam Newton, um, in my opinion. But uh, we'll send that out. So send me your addresses, and I'll mail you those out this week. The C3 Panther, the draft night giveaway, man. It was fun, man. Um, Carson once said he had six out of the top ten right. In the right spots, what was your name, Carson, and where did you put it? Um, I got to go, man, if I missed anybody, I'll be happy to go look for it. I just went through the Discord server, and I also searched the C3 Draft Party hashtag on Twitter. Those are the two ways I looked uh, that you could submit. So if you didn't put the hashtag, I didn't find it on twitter and if it's not in the discord in the right spot on discord oh he didn't join okay never mind sorry carson next year next year all right um yeah so that was fun but next year lit this year i did not think about the draft enough ahead of time we gotta i gotta remember these games we do that's the other thing i'm so worried about some different things is like we got to start pumping up this contest a little bit earlier I feel like this draft was just weird for me because it was only the Panthers first round pick that mattered to me. I have, this is, I I could barely even tell you the names of the later picks in some ways, because it's just like, there was so much, it was just such a big gap between our first and our next pick. It was like, why even care? Why even care? It was hard to be project. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, um, you guys send me that uh, on uh, on Twitter or in the Discord is fine a uh, fine way for you to get in touch with me. Let's go ahead and we'll jump into the cat calls. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. We'd like to get your opinion on the latest Panthers uh, news and topics. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like a three and a four and a who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Yo, C three, Pants Nation. This is JD City Four. How y'all feeling? What up, my man? Uh, what's up? Yo, y'all might not even get to this call. Show been running for a little minute. I just got out of class, so thought I'd call in. Uh, on the draft, I'm, 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 I'm fucking with it. I think, uh, I think Bitter did a thing. Got a lot of, lot of good guys. Uh, brought to the team. Um, yo, that uh, left tackle. I, I need to learn how to say his name. I got a real good feeling that man gonna be a straight beast. Like just looking at some of his highlights, just, like, they, like he he has that dog in him. A lot, I know a lot of other people have said it, but he definitely got that dog in him. And like, that's a grown man manhandling other grown men. That's the moral life. But that's, that's I'm, I'm happy with the pick. Matt Brown, if he can develop into a starting caliber QB. Like, I, I genuinely think he's going to get played on this, uh, this season because Sam has never played a full season. So, it's a good time to be a Panther fan. Hopefully, Wool can pull it all together. You know, third time's showing. We're going from there. But at that, oh, Spring's eternal at this time of the year. Let's keep going through with the calls. Hey, guys. This is Tyler. Uh, first time caller, but 
So I've been listening to you guys for a while. I appreciate all the work you guys do. It's a lot of fun to watch. Thank Keep you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, just to answer your question as far as the Panthers uh, sign Baker Mayfield, I feel like it depends on are we giving up anything draft capital-wise? Uh, hopefully not. And then also, what are we paying him? So if it's, we're not if, uh, we're not giving up any draft capital or if say it's a seven-round pick and then Cleveland is giving up or paying the uh, majority of his salary and we pay five, six, seven million, then I would be okay about that because it provides competition with Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold sucks uh, behind an improved offensive line, great talent. Then you have Baker Mayfield that's a proven winner, even though he couldn't get it done with a great offensive line himself with Cleveland, great defense, great running backs, great receiver. He's not the answer, but he's better than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, in my opinion, is 32 out of 32 quarterbacks ranked. Like, even probably worse than that. Um, but uh, Baker Mayfield, I would say around 20, uh, mid-20s, uh, maybe 20 is the, the lowest I would go. But and to answer your question, it just depends on what are we giving up. If it's very minimal, I'm open for it. He's not a long-term answer. Uh, again, uh, it would actually help us as far as, if, again, Sam Darnold just stuck up the joint. Uh, like, I think he will. Then you put Baker Mayfield in. That saves Mac Corral from going in too early. Um, so that, that's what I that's what I think. Uh, Thank you guys again. Uh, love listening to you guys. Man, great. Uh, thanks for the call. I think you're you're kind of raising the exact points that is, is Baker yep. Mayfield is better uh, than Sam Darnold just for the very fact that he is a proven starter, unlike Sam Darnold who thinks he's a proven starter who hasn't proved anything. And it comes down to the money. Uh, when you go back to the discussion, is like here is I guess it really comes down to are you acquiring – Baker Mayfield and adding him to the room. Are you jettisoning? Uh, you know, are you trading Sam Darnold for him in that process? Um, and how many quarterbacks do the Panthers run with this year? I mean, think about that. Is is this going to be another three quarterback roster? Are you talking about Sam? Dar- I mean, even if it was Baker Mayfield, if you bring in Baker, is it Baker Corral and PJ Walker still? And none of them feels are the like surefire it. answer, man. Right. None feels of them. Like yeah. It, it feels like it could absolutely be that way. I mean, I, I think PJ Walker would probably end up getting the axe if we did bring in another quarterback like a big Baker Mayfield or a Cam Newton, whoever it ends up being, Nick Foles, whatever. I think that uh, PJ is probably the odd man out, which will break Matt Rule's poor Baylor loving heart. Um, I mean, but yeah, I really don't. Uh, I, I I hate that we're going to use that many roster spots on that many quarterbacks. But remember, listen, how long did the Panthers run with Cam Newton, Derek Anderson, and Joe Webb? You know, having that three. Yeah, quarterback but room. Joe Webb, I don't ever. I never. The Joe Webb was like a special teams player. But Joe Webb was Walker the king of that the, as well. Joe, Joe Webb was the king of the preseason. Remember that. Every yes, preseason, Joe Webb was lighted up, dude. dude. I miss those times, bro. Like, I miss I know, watching right? Joe Webb there. Like having that guy. Like I, it's so weird, man. It's just it's weird that it's that different of a team now. It's like, like ghost of days gone by. You know? know yeah. It was it. Um, I know my friend Clip tells me about this all the time, but uh, somebody was wearing a shirt and it was like from the. 
And it was a shirt that uh, my buddy Clip from the radio station talked about how his friend had a shirt or put a picture up and it was like from the NFC champ. It was like all the studs, you know, it was Cam, it was Luke, it was TD, it was Greg. It was like, and like not, and this was, he was saying this two or three years ago. And like, he's like, well, none of them are up there anymore. Just two years ago. Y'all see Luke uh, working for ESPN now? Yeah, I would play some clips of it, man. But uh, he's been doing pretty, pretty damn good. He looks, looks beautiful it. as usual. Look, man, he is well put together, man. He looks like he's auditioning for the next Superman movie. He is chiseled. Yeah, like, how's that guy? He looks like he could be playing. Yeah, he looks like, what's his name? Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. 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 All right, let's go to the next call. Hey, man, second part of Corey's call. Uh, just also wanted to say I find it really hilarious oh. that Bro wanted to get mad first uh, uh, about yeah. teams that are supposedly worse than us. Oh, I, think I skipped this call. Hey, what's good, fellas? It's Corey calling in. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to uh, up, call in and give a big shout out to uh, all the pessimistic ass Panther fans out there that just want to hate this team just to hate it, man. Shout out to you know G Baby and all the likes of them who just want to get get mad at the team and, and feel like they're smarter than everybody else because because Panthers are, are, are dumb motherfuckers and never make the right move apparently. Like. This, this, this guy doesn't want Matt Corral because he suffered from alcoholism and depression a couple years ago. Like, okay, like, this motherfucker would have been the same guy to get mad at us for drafting Kansas because he stole a laptop in college. Like, who like who, who cares? Yeah. Like, it's, we, so, like, you didn't want Baker. You didn't want Matt Corral. We had no third-round pick. I don't know what the fuck you expected this team to do. It's like we had no third-round pick, so we traded the next year's third-round pick to go get a quarterback. <laughs> So I know you don't want Sam. I know you don't want Baker. Uh, you don't want Matt Corral. Did you want us to trade a, a, a second round pick to, to get Malik Willis? Like, what did you want us to do? Like, I, I don't know, man. But but just, I, I just want to remind everybody out there, man, like, we're Panther fans, yo. Like, it, we're allowed to be happy. We're allowed yeah, to, dude. you know, say, celebrate this team when we feel like we did something good. And, you know, being happy about the team and being optimistic about the offseason doesn't mean you're drinking the Kool-Aid. It doesn't mean that you're an idiot. It means that you like this team and you want this team to be good. Just, right. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody out there who has to think about what the fuck they say before they call that man. Here's part two. Hey, man. Second part of Corey's call. Uh, just also wanted to say I find it really hilarious that Bro wanted to get mad uh, uh, about teams that are supposedly worse than us or, or uh, better than us having multiple first-round picks when we only have one. It's like, bro, you knew that coming into the draft. I don't understand why. Like, these teams tank like they tank. They traded like the Texas tank. They traded Deshaun Watson. You know what I'm saying? The Jets tank. They got multiple first round picks. Like the Panthers didn't initiate a real tank. We thought they were going to it and they ended up yep. getting two mediocre quarterbacks in back to back years. Like we knew all this already coming into the draft. I'm not sure why this is something to get heated up with, heated up on after the draft anyway. But uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to, to, to make that last point. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. G Baby got a lot of hate after last week. <laughs> He's throwing a lot out there. I mean, to be to be fair, G Baby threw a lot of hate out yeah. himself, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think you put that on yourself when you when you come at it like that, out of the gate with that much emotion. You're you're asking for the opposite end of that that spectrum to to be there. Uh, you know where you know somebody with that equal amount of emotion, if not happiness, is going to come after you because I mean, here's the thing: is you're 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 bringing down. I mean, that's the thing, I, I, and this isn't. And I don't want to be this thing where it's like piling on G-Bay because I do get where he's coming from to some degree. Like we've been constantly disappointed with what we like when we go into a draft. I mean, 
he wanted certain expectations and and he didn't see what he wanted right and that's that's a fair i feel like thing. every draft could be like that period for right. anything you know what i'm Agreed. saying like is like you can um so that's yeah it may right look is uh one thing is g baby bring that passion not emotion you ain't never don't ever tell him about uh just like uh bringing a half half of half the juice you know what i'm right. saying Right. Um, oh, yeah. I want to bring this up real quick before we move on to the next call. Is uh, what is his uh, Bozeman's first name? Is it Bradley? Bradley. Bozeman? Yeah, Bradley. Bradley Bozeman quickly becoming a fan favorite in Carolina, even though he signed a one-year deal. Throughout the opening pitch uh, for the Charlotte Knights, Nikki Bozeman, I think is his wife's name. Uh, they really like have taken they like love Charlotte. Yeah, like, I mean, it's really been neat seeing how happy they are. Like, they just seem like happy people. So she put out today on Twitter that uh, he was going to be throwing the first pitch at the Charlotte Knights game, and she asked in a in a poll if it would be a strike, a ball, or in the <laughs> dirt. And I put a ball. Yeah. Uh, here is Bradley Bozeman right here. We'll see what this is. This is the pitch. And it's in the dirt. Boy, that thing. <laughs> Look at How long do you think you uh, practice for something like that? Oh. It's hard. man, the nerves. The I pitch, think the trick the is bounce. if you got the opening, if you ever get called for an opening pitch, is don't try to, to throw it fast. Just try to get it there. That's all yeah, you want to do. Just that's try right. to kind of lob it. Right? Nobody's going to care. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to forget if you throw to, it 90 miles an hour. But Don't try to look like an MLB. Look at this. You know, look like at this pitch. Man, poor Bradley Bozeman. Just get it there. This was not a good one. Not your best look right here. What is the – he threw it straight. It's just like a <laughs> knuckleball. A sinker. He threw a sinker. He's a funny – he looks like he's just a happy dude to be around. He looks like uh, – I like mean, Matt look, he seems to – and by the way, <laughs> we continue to do this thing where it's like, well, we only have them for one year. You know, it might just be a one-year deal. Like, if the Panthers figure out a good offensive <laughs> line formation this year and it involves Bradley Bozeman, I guarantee you Scott Figueroa <laughs> will find some way, him and Samir Suleiman, they'll rub two coins together and figure out enough way to yeah. find an extension for Bradley Bozeman. And by the Heck way, yeah. all, all indicators are, Seems to be a very fun, down-to-earth guy. He kind of has some Ryan Khalil vibes to him. Yeah. And that he's like a playful, jovial guy. He likes to have fun. You know, I mean, he seems like a, a, a team guy. And that's what you want out of your center, no less. So, yeah, I could easily see Bozeman coming back. Uh, let's just hope he doesn't have to throw any more baseballs. All right. Next call. Okay, so I just want to let you guys know something. I'm honestly sick of all this quarterback talk with Baker Mitchell. It's just really ridiculous that we got our franchise guy, that we got a guy who I think has a legitimate chance of being our franchise guy in the third round, a guy that was supposed to go in the first round, and people are still talking about us getting a franchise quarterback and us needing a franchise quarterback. And the top name is Baker freaking Mayfield. I don't want to hear any – I don't want to hear anything else about a quarterback this offseason. We have our guy in Corral. Baker, get the hell out of my life kindly. Please yeah. go retire and go see what's that value. You- Connor ain't Connor having the hell out of my it. life kindly. I like. I that. love it, man. I love <laughs> it. I want no part of Baker Mayfield. Connor is a vibe. Dude, I want some of whatever Connor's on, dude. Yeah. 
right, next call. I like it. Hey, guys, the brow that makes him howl, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther. Oh. Uh, don't nobody want Baker Mayfield's bitch ass in here. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want him. Leather, but we, we got already him. are paying Sam Darnold $18 million, which is what Baker Mayfield's getting paid this year. Like, I mean, why, like, why would we do that? Unless Sam Darnold comes out and says, I don't want to be here. I'm not playing for you, which he hasn't done yet. Oh, and guess who's done that to his current team? Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield is not like what we had last year with the uncertainty. If that happens again this year or anything remotely close to it, Baker Mayfield is going to be a problem, and we're again, and then we're gonna, then we're probably going to have to start Matt Corral anyway because ba- Baker Mayfield will probably pull some Antonio Brown shit. I mean, he's got very good coaching. He's got that team. Why they were not in the Super Bowl last year is why Baker Mayfield is not going to be a Cleveland Brown next year. That's why they went after Deshaun Watson, because with that team, with that coaching staff, they should have been in the Super Bowl. I don't know. So, uh, they good teams in the AFC. <laughs> no, I, I don't want Baker Mayfield. We have nowhere near. I, and I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily saying that our coaching staff is a bunch of bums now. I mean, we do have a lot more experience. Not 2021 coaching staff. But... It's nowhere near. It's not proven like Kevin Stefanski, like the Browns coaching staff is, and Baker Mayfield isn't getting along with them. So hard pass. I think on Baker people Mayfield. get the Browns too much love, dude. I'd rather bring back Cam if we're going to bring back somebody other than Sam Donald. Anyway, guys, my namesake is pending. Wow! 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 It's patented. Patent and roar. I, I think right, that I, I, th- I think that him saying that they should have been in the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Chargers will all say, "Hold my beer." You know, I, yeah, mean, I, mean, I feel like the Browns are just one of those. I mean, after eleven and five the year before, there's some names on the 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 roster. I just don't know. I feel like didn't. Uh, I mean, I'd have to go really look at their offensive line. I think Nick Chubb, the running game, took a step back last year. I think there were some injuries there. There, I don't I mean, know. The wide receiving core with OBJ being gone, you know, through that, you know, early in the season with injury, and then you know being released on top of that. Yeah, um, it just feels like a, they're too darling to me. You know, what I mean, it's like everybody wants this. It's like one of those things that looks good on paper. I thought the Panthers team was good on paper a couple of times too, and they didn't. They weren't right. I don't know. I mean, I mean, they're good, but like even Stefanski, one good year, you know. Like, I mean, he's not that proven. All right, next call. I mean, they were one of yeah, okay. hey guys. No, I mean, no. I was just gonna say they were one of the best teams in the AFC for a long time, and then clearly felt they were a quarterback away, or else they wouldn't have given up three first round picks for a long lost. time. For two, three years, I would say. No, for one year. Yeah. No, right. I mean, yeah. ever since that yeah. year when they brought in Odell Beckham, their roster has been good. They've had a good. They have had one of the better rosters in the AFC, mm-hmm. and that's the narrative: is that Baker Mayfield doesn't get them there. 
And that's why so many Panther fans are against Baker Mayfield because they, he did have more than one year. They have had football. one winning season. One, they went eight and nine last year. They went eleven and five the year before. They went six and ten the year before that. Seven and eight and one the year before that. Zero and sixteen. They have never. They haven't finished in uh, uh, the highest. They finished in their division is third. And a lot of that blame is on Baker. No, but look at that yeah. division too. Only just division. last year. Only just no, last. I, that that okay. second year where they went six okay. and ten. That was supposed to be his breakout year with Odell, and they had all the weapons and Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry and all the guys, okay. and they still couldn't and they still couldn't get it done. All right, uh, next call. I, I really feel that he's not much better than Darnold, even if he's a little better. The money we'd have to pay, it's just not worth it. And there's other quarterbacks that will be available, and it is a position of need. However, I think this team really needs to concentrate on two positions. Number one is that linebacker, a yes. middle linebacker that we are so accustomed to having as Panther fans from Beeson and Keekley and Morgan and, yeah, you know, Thomas Davis, who they were in the middle backer, but just having a backer, a middle linebacker who will lead defense. And the other thing I think is we need because of losing Hassan Reddick, which is one thing, the only thing I think Federer did this offseason, I wish he would have franchise tagged uh, Hassan Reddick. But that, that's just my opinion. <clears throat> but go out and get one of these veterans that have some motor still left. I'll pay a little bit of change for me. It's going to cost. But we definitely need someone who's a pass rushing specialist. Add the depth there. Because I don't know if Gross Matos is going to be up to the charge uh, and, and get that linebacker. Yeah, and I, I think, think we'll be fine. Yeah, Quarterback play, that. that could be an issue. But two valuable positions just to throw money at the wall. You know, just get a competent backup, get rid of PJ Walker, and see what happens if these other two moves are met. Middle linebacker and some help with the outside pass rush. Great points, Chuck. I think we, uh, you know, those are the additions. I think that free agency would be more helpful than any other place at this point. Uh, you look at the offensive side of the ball. I think you're talking about being able to manage a lot. What you did in free agency already and the draft addressed it is that this would be, a, we've got a young core of defensive players too. So adding, um, some experienced veterans that on a shorter term, though, that are going to give you some solid output in the short term would be a good fit for this team. I do think that. Uh, good call, Chuck. All right, next call. Hey, this is Kevin from Charleston, South Carolina, a.k.a. Drunk Panther. I want to talk about what Cody was saying earlier about, you know, should we move a King McQuanu to guard Christian left tackle. I will agree with you, Cody. Because at the end of the day, I'd rather have a top five guard with an with an average left tackle than to have a below guard, below average guard, and a great left tackle. Yeah, that's That's me. I'd rather have above average and top five guard. 
than below average. You know, that's me. That's what I believe. This is me signing off. I'm drinking Snip Dogs wine right now because mm. I don't have to work in the morning. So, Some 19 crimes. It's a good wine. Keep it cripping. Keep pounding. Hey. I like that. It's oh. good. Uh, favorite wine right now is uh, is King Chancho. And um, I don't know what happened, but it used to be like a $15 wine, but now it's six bucks and it's awesome. It's like my favorite wine before, and now it's six bucks. King Chancho, check it out. The red blend, dope. Next call. What's up, C3? It's the man, the myth. Oh, what's up, Noah? And a legend. It's Noah here. What up, Noah? And you know, I just got to say one thing. I don't think we should go get Baker. I mean, I don't like Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. It's like the same thing. I mean, this is, we just will be like not really upgrading nothing. I feel like we got really lucky in the draft. We got Iki Equator. We got um the quarterback from Ole Miss. I feel like we actually should be struck gold with this thing. I'm gonna think we should go get Baker Mayfield. That's just Baker Mayfield is basically Sam Darnold like 2.0. That's it. We should go get Jimmy G. I'd rather get Jimmy G than we can get Sam Darnold. Not Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. I'm half sleep anyway. But yeah, keep pounding. The man in the midst of the legend will be back free for on Friday. Hey, my man, the man, my man. the legend. I, I, I disagree with him on the I'd rather have um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, mean, I agree. Than... I agree with that. You know, I, I, or with you, Tony. I, I'm I'm of of uh, the mindset that's too expensive. Um, yeah. You would have to give away assets, and his salary is going to be way more than than you know the worth of of bringing Jimmy G on. Um, yeah. for essentially the same style of player that is going to be a game manager. Um, exactly. You know, I, I, yeah, if, if we're going to be putting assets into getting somebody, he's got to be the guy. Um, otherwise, it's Matt Corral. And, and, and again, I think the argument here, I, I, I have no problem with the mindset of keeping Sam Darnold just because of, you know, if it doesn't work, at least we didn't do anything else, right? Just, right. Why roll the dice and go with something else when, when you know, why not just stay like instead of instead of, you know, having, you know, you're you're, you know, maybe in a bad spot. You have 15 and you're playing blackjack. Do you want to hit again and risk going and busting or do you want to just say, hey, listen, let's roll with what we got and hope that we make it make it work? Are we most likely going to lose probably with a with a 15 hand? But at this point in time, at least you didn't do something to lose. Well, guess what? Uh, that those are the cat calls. Um, so wow. we have what? Yeah, wait, a whole wait, hour and thirty minutes early, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, a, um, uh, look, the schedule comes out on Thursday. I d- oh, I did. I guess one thing I saw a schedule leak is um, for us, and I don't. I have not. I mean, it's a leak. I can't verify it, and the account is not necessarily. One that I have the any, I mean, I don't know them and they're new accounts, but they're like a Twitter draft leaks. They ain't got a lot of followers. NFL schedule leaks, only 4,500 followers, newer account, but they're saying NFL week 14 Panthers at Seahawks. Hmm. Um, so the schedule comes out on Thursday. We'll probably put something out. That'd be some I'm good also- fodder. 
for the free for all uh, Friday. Yeah. I'm also seeing uh NFL schedule release saying week one 49ers at Panthers, week two 49ers at Falcons. Yeah, okay. So um Man, dude, that'd be cool. two home games to start the season. That would be no, no, uh, oh, no, we don't know what that doesn't tell us what our second week is. Well, normally it says 49, like when it says the first team at then it's the home team, right? Yeah, but that's for opening week. But what week two is about them and the Falcons, about the 49ers and the Falcons, the way you read it, right? That's not anything oh, yeah, to do yeah, with us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's for so, but then I saw uh, another one that said week two, the uh, Panthers would play the Falcons. I don't know. It all seems like rumors at this point, I guess. No, it is. Um, <laughs> oh, I uh, saw this. Kayvon Thibodeau donate uh, fifty gives fifty thousand dollars for Graham Gano's number five. Oh uh, yeah, actually, uh, there's a cool little story behind that. So, uh, in order to get the number, he don't not only donated the money, but he gave it to charity. Uh, um, in order to get number five from Graham Gano, Kayvon Thibodeau donated fifty thousand dollars to Puppies Behind Bars, which provides service, uh, which provides service dogs for wounded war veterans and first responders, in addition to uh, explosive detonation canines for law enforcement. Mm, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, Graham Gano still missing, man. Hey, oh, hey, one. listen. Uh, that brings up another question. Is this about your uh about this seven day cruise? Yeah, bro. Mm. Graham Gano is gonna be on there. Luke's gonna be there. I mean, I was if nothing else, it. Captain Monerlin, like I feel like he would be a fucking blast to be drinking with. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you know I can get Captain Monerlin to talk some shit with me, man. Right. That would be fun. It's a long seven day though. cruise. It's a long, long. I'm not yeah. been. A, I'm not a huge cruise fan. I've but, never been on one. Yeah, um, yeah. But like the idea of being able to do that and be with Panthers fans, um, right after the season, uh, just kind of like unwinding a little bit. It's yeah. it's a it's something. It is kind of it's, you know? it's intriguing. So next year, for people that don't know, what we're talking about is um, the Roaring Riot is getting back in. And getting back to business right and what i mean by that is the pandemic has been probably put a giant kink in a lot of their plans but they do uh they're doing a cruise uh a panther cruise they did this this started with cam newton one year where they went out on a boat yeah. for the day with cam newton or something mm-hmm. like that and so um you can sign up through the roaring riot and go on this seven day cruise to cozumel all of this yep. and there's gonna be Miami. four or five panthers luke keekley's one of them Graham, well, Munderland, Graham Gano's former, Mario uh, Addison, Graham Mario Gano. Addison. Yeah, that was a Edgin. Um, if you didn't, yeah, say uh, some of these names surprised me. It's like, uh, because I don't know if they love the Panthers. Like, I don't know if Ted Ginn loves the <laughs> they're Panthers. They're getting a free cruise. this free cruise. Yeah, I think I think they'd be like, ah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. I think I think um, Ted Ginn probably loves the Panthers just because he's had like he's most his like, most success with us. Yeah, like, his most success best, and yeah. and our bet most success is with him as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, whether not saying that he was the most successful wide receiver, but. He, you know, we're going to be able to remember that season and remember Ted Ginn. Um, Ted Ginn was the difference maker in that 2000. I mean, from a from a passing perspective, 
Ted Ginn was the difference maker. Mm-hmm. And he caught that damn ball attack. in the Super Bowl. That was uh, that country. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, was a country, Ted okay. Ginn hater. Uh, I was a Ted Ginn hater. All right. Uh, so we just got to ice some fools up. Um, and uh, get out of here. And will this be the first time ever? We I think we finished before eleven, like in like the last five years. Crazy. <laughs> um, we want you to be a part of the show. You can uh, throughout the week. You can find us on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Everybody else's tags are up there, and we'll get them on the way out. Uh, also, we got the Discord uh, channel going, um, and uh, this community we've been building on YouTube. Friday free for all. All that is cool. So. Just because the show is ending tonight a little bit earlier than usual does not mean the discussion for the week is over. Um, we'd love for you to participate and be a part of our community that we have been building for the last decade. Uh, and I really think it shows um, how much support. Like, man, we really get a cool group of people talking about the Panthers each and every week. So I thank everybody for their time. Let's go ahead and ice some fools up. This is the segment where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. Um and I'm going to go with a two-part ice up myself. I have start. a two-parter too. Uh, mine's real. And it's not easy. Look, is uh, I've been going through um, a old movie um, kind of thing Pace? lately. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm just watching stuff on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just Amazon Prime. So I watched, like, Armageddon this past week. I watched... Yeah, and some some different things. Just like is just to pass the time where I'm like grading papers or something like that or doing laundry. I'm icing up right now is any given Sunday. I'm about halfway through this, and it's really not that good. Oh, dude, I could fight you right now. I was gonna say I I thought I enjoyed that one. Oh, you you go back and watch. It's not that. It's like weird. It's like uh, it's kind of it's meh. So oh, I'm gonna say that dude. I'm icing up hmm. any given Sunday. Okay. It's like oh. uh, the only cool thing about it is Jamie Fox is he's on this uh, this TV. He's doing an interview and he's like talking about the number of black uh, people in the league and there ain't there isn't any doesn't correspond to coaches and owners. And I was like, man, they were talking about that. He was talking about that in 1999 yeah. or something. So. Uh, it just was, it's like this, it's just so tropish and like, now my favorite thing about it is Laura, uh, Lawrence LT's in it. Yeah. And it does bring up some of the concussion stuff that's kind of interesting. But other than that, it seems kind of basic. You could not uh, be more wrong, beaming, dude. I've been Got the girls screaming. Like, got the girl. Got the girls screaming. Dude, listen, that is one of my all-time favorite football movies. Oh, I've been gosh. watching that since, dude. I was way too young to be watching it. I've probably been watching that movie since I was in like sixth grade, dude. I've, that's right. a great movie. I can't believe you don't like that movie, man. It's I'm halfway through. It's got a got. It's got to do a lot in the back end to to pull me up. Have right you never now. seen it? No, I've seen it. It's just okay. been so long ago, and it's just like, um. So I went back. Like I'm, re- I'm really excited for the new Top Gun to come out. Like I'm I want to see that. Tomorrow I went and watched. Day, yeah. See that? Uh, I don't give a shit. I, don't care. I went and watched the old one, and it, ho- it held up completely. It does. It's still not as good as Iron Eagle, but it does hold up. Um. First, I love Days of Iron Thunder's Eagle. Better than <laughs> I, I love Iron Eagle, Iron Eagle. This one, I but I, there is a cult of people that like to trash on Iron Eagle on the oh, internet. Yeah. Oh yeah, like well, the right. 
And this is funny. Is like they were talking about how you can see the strings of the like, like when they made the seats, like, yeah. like the airplane bulb. You can see like a like a model airplane, like this one right here, or something. Uh-huh. You just like. <laughs> hey, you know uh, what? That I love Iron cool. Eagle. I love uh, Slappy, Slappy and yeah. Chappy. Yeah. yeah, but the guy who's the guy that owned the little restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right, so, Hey, uh, by the way, one, one. one of the most underrated uh, Arnold, I mean, uh, Sylvester Stallone movies of all time, Over the Top. Oh, I love you ever that. seen Over that's the Top? Movie. Yeah. Dude, that's a great movie. Yeah, dude. that's uh, Sylvester Stallone. That's the one where he they drink, the dude drinks the motor oil. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> arm wrestles. Um, so that's my first part. Uh, but I am excited about that, you know, because I'm, but sometimes it's about when you see a movie that is what makes it like what age group you are and at the time yeah. and the presence it is. Uh, my second uh, ice up pick goes to uh, Mr. Kevin Avery. And, uh, and this is just from the Panthers creator chat and probably not cool to me be pulling people's. Uh, pulling back the curtain, but first, this is it looks like it's clearly in response to Cody's talk about yeah. uh, Brady Christensen at left tackle and a Kim Aquanu uh, at guard. And he put this this is what his analogy was, or whatever it says. Let's say you all work at a warehouse when you started last year, you wore some Uggs. But on your year anniversary, you got the best steel toe, toe shoes available. So when you go to work the following week, are you wearing the steel toe boots or the Uggs? Now, you could just say you would prefer to put Okim Aquanu at left tackle, bro. Like, who the hell wears Uggs? Number one. I ain't man. Nobody wearing no damn Uggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, come on. I'm icing up Uggs. I hate Uggs. I hate girls that wear Uggs. I hate Uggs. Period. They are fugly. They are ugly. Not down with the Uggs. So I'm icing up Uggs in that bizarre analogy of who the hell works in a wear. Do Uggs make like real boots? Do they work like Do they make? Yeah, they work mostly boots? make work boots. They're they do. Boots. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh man, but, uh, I thought they made chick boots. Now that's uh, how I, I gotta ice myself one. up Moon for boots, not yeah. knowing that Uggs makes work boots. Man, I wouldn't wear no UGG work boot anyway. Get them Timberlands on, bro. That's my. By the way, I, I, I just told him his comparisons are terrible. <laughs> that that's a, that is a very bad analogy by the it's way. A like, very very. It, bad it's analogy. stretching really really hard. Yeah. As someone way, who like, makes bad analogies. That's a bad analogy. And by the way, like the four man rush guys, they keep on pushing this Michael Jordan thing. Like Michael Jordan is this really good guard that has all this untapped potential, and he's actually good, even though every metric rated him below average last year. Uh, but yet somehow Brady Christensen is Uggs. Okay, um, was that the last of your? That's it. Time? Okay. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and go next, man. Both of my ice ups um, come from the UFC over the past few days. Uh, by the way, my other favorite sport, if you don't know, I only love two sports, football and mixed martial arts. And there's this uh, uh, series called Daniel White's Contender Series. And if you win on Daniel White's Contender Series, you get an opportunity to fight in the UFC. 
Well, this dude gave a post-fight press conference, and it has to be one of the worst ever given and probably what you shouldn't say if you're trying to take a step up in an organization. Or I don't know. At least you tell me what you think. Last fight, I was tired. I was exhausted. I'm about to launch this NFT that's going to change the fight game. And I put in 30 all-nighters before that fight. I had herpes before that fight, two outbreaks in the span of a week. I'm here. <laughs> what? It's, whatever. It doesn't matter. I fight. He said he had a herpes outbreak. So one man was talking about NFTs and then talked about his herpes outbreak. As that being a reason why he hadn't Shut been up. 30 all nighters in a row, like he was in the <laughs> desert praying or something for 30 days. Uh, dude, that was then the fact that you said that on air live for everyone, like, bro, all right, to each their own, I suppose. Dude's uh, out there getting my... some ass, and that's why he's getting the herpes. Like, he, that's why he's <laughs> pulling the all nighters and getting herpes, bro. Yeah, man, dude, yeah. party, party to him, man, power to him. Uh, and then the last one is this poor soul. Uh, so at the UFC pay-per-view, uh, a young lady tried to bum rush the stage. And let's just say it didn't turn out well. Oh, my Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, what happened? Uh, so, uh, Why did she uh, fall? Uh, so, got on the edge. So, look, keep an eye out for this dude right here. He's right. like a bodyguard. He's got an eye on her. Oh, shit. Oh, oh he just stubbed her right off. <laughs> <laughs> and threw her right down to the floor. Oh, oh, one more time. One more time. Watch her the whole time. Dude, because people oh were saying that uh, this guy could play offensive lineman for the Panthers. Oh, shit. I want to see her walking off afterwards. Are they arresting her afterwards? Oh, oh. Yeah, that was. They're arresting her after Brandon. Uh, uh, that's so, funny. yeah, man, that's, uh, you, you know, don't quit rushing the stage, man. That and the guy that uh, was rushing Dave Chappelle the other night, man, that's just crazy, man. Quit, yeah. quit rushing stages, quit rushing octagons. Pe- people starting fights with Mike Tyson of all people. Yeah, oh, come I on, know. Man. Quit have you uh, have you ever seen the movie How High? Oh yeah. So that <laughs> guy that uh, that guy that uh, was said the herpes thing. Or whatever. Or like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. do you remember the Indian dude in that movie who had herpes? And they were like, yeah, they never wanted to smoke and, with. And they went yeah. and in the blunt, and it goes, and uh, Math Man goes, man, your shit on your lip got some shit on its lip. Who else has got an ice up pick for us? Uh, I'll go. All I got right. two little ones. Um, so, like. I'm always amazed at how much people will spend money on things. Like, so just guys, say you had an unlimited amount of money. What would be the most you would spend on a car? On a car? 100K. On a car. 
100k. Oh, come on, CK. You can't even get a good Lamborghini for 100k. But I don't need and a good truck these days is 100k. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't need, like, honestly, the appeal of like a really expensive sports car has never been, you know, appealing well, to me. I know, Same for me. I know yeah. that Will Smith has a five million dollar RV, and uh, Jeff Bezos did just buy a 500 million dollar yacht. So go ahead, Master Bezos. But, but what I'm saying is, you probably wouldn't spend a like an absorbent amount of money, you buy a nice vehicle. Well, this guy in Florida, Robert J. Guarani, I think is his name, okay. spent $704,000 on a Ford GT. Uh, there's only like 300 of these in the world, driving it off the lot <laughs> and totaled it. Oh, no, he, 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 tell, he tells, I hope the, he had that gap insurance. Yeah. He tells the cops, well, the the, the 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 report says that he was unfamiliar with a manual transmission. So if you're going to spend that much money on a vehicle, wouldn't you familiarize yourself with a manual transmission before you get it and drive it? Well, anyway, yeah, he said that, learn how to headline. drive like an adult. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's what the headline of the report says. But then he told the cops that the muddy pavement and old tires and fresh detailing caused the 550 horsepower supercar to hit a tree. If you pay seven hundred and four thousand dollars for it, better a car, not have no old tires on it. You damn right, it better not have no old Unless tires. It was on like it. the first car that was ever invented, and they right. were the original tires. Yeah, and you but, best believe that even if he had insurance, they ain't covering seven hundred and four thousand dollars no, that insurance. That thing, that thing. Sorry, man, we got the blue book at uh, eighty four thousand dollars on this. Exactly, bro. <laughs> so I hope you uh, enjoyed that one. Uh, and then my second one's just real quick one. Um. Tony, you reminded me of this watching movies the other day. Me and my wife watched the new Rambo movie, the latest Rambo movie. It's not even oh, new, nice. it's a few years old. Uh, pretty good movie. Um, it's about 75% in Spanish, which I'm not icing them up for that. I'm okay if they want to put it in Spanish, but if you're going to do that. Is that the up, one where his like, niece on goes to like Mexico or something? Yeah. Like gets kidnapped or something? Yeah. Okay. And, and, I, and I'm I fine with that. about that one. Yeah, I'm fine with it being in Spanish, but if you're going to put it in Spanish, put subtitles on it for me. Like, at least let me read. I'm watching the whole movie, and I really don't know what's going on because there's no subtitles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, that's really, really interesting for a movie, you know, for a Rambo movie to not have. Like I said, I don't mind it being a different language, but give me something where I can understand it and not hear 25% of what's going on. How right. dare I'm you sure. expect there <laughs> to be English subtitles on that instead of learning Spanish? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll get right on that. Uh, yeah. Okay, what you got for us? All right, I'm going to share one. Uh, here, give me a second. I'm gonna share my screen. He got it. He's gonna share his screen. Uh, oh, tell your wife I said congratulations. By the way. Oh, I will. And this is actually about that. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, this is my wife's graduation. She's graduating from uh, Liberty University, aka Malik Willis's alma mater. Um, nice. And uh, and so we, this is a video. We were there on uh, on Saturday. I was there uh, Friday and Saturday, but Saturday she did her official walk. And uh, and so basically the way that it works, and I'm sure it's very similar to your graduation as well, Tony. Is you know you have everybody directed, and they kind of stand in line. They wait to be read out uh, their their diploma. You know they reach they go up there, and then they are supposed to return to the seats, right? Um, well, that's not exactly what happened here at okay. Liberty. Um, and uh, there's one particular person I'm going to point out, and I just want you to understand uh, how much I felt sorry for this this poor soul that had to constantly be just just completely ignored, just <laughs> disobeyed in every facet. 
Um, but anyway, here we go. It's no sound, so don't worry about it. So this is my wife. You know, and, and here, let me do this. Uh, kudos to my wife. Um, she graduated while raising my son, you know, taking care of me, uh, working for the most part. And she graduated with all A's, so with 4.0. Good for her. Um, nice. So, awesome. you know, I, you know, I got to shout her out because that was a, you know, extremely a stressful for her to make it yeah. uh, through that. But she did. And, you know, this is obviously a culmination of that. And also happy Mother's Day. To everybody that uh you know uh you know is 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 a mother and or you know has to be a mother uh to, to somebody uh but that being said so this is my wife you know this is her right here um walking across uh, now but um and that's not who i want you to focus on you're gonna see the the camera pan down and this poor woman with her arm pointing to the left in her red little poncho she was standing there for at least two or three hours telling all of these students Go this way. We got to get you back to your seats. Go this way. I, when I tell you that the, there's maybe five people in their seats, of maybe 2,000 people that have been graduated by this point, or walked already, I, like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, you'll see, like, even, you know, some of it here, like, it zooms in a little bit. But basically, nobody's making eye contact with her. What they'll do is they'll just, like, move a little bit to the right, and they'll just walk right past her. And then if they oh, do... that one up, went like... Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> What you don't see is every person who did go that route just exited farther back. <laughs> they, just left the they pulled the old Joe Biden on him. <laughs> Bro, so, this poor girl is just constantly trying to get all of these people. And I've got to ice up my wife here, too, because this is her coming down uh, as well. And, and she, she didn't, didn't even see her. She's looking at you. To be fair, that woman going? could say something to them. It doesn't look like she's trying to communicate. She, she had, much. she was, and everybody yeah. was just like, "No, I'm." I I'm feel leaving. like people are gonna give her like a five when what? they walk by. And be like, why you there? Like, why even? Like, if look. I'm her, I'm giving up after the second person, bro. Like, it, it because they can't. Like, you're supposed to, you know. Number one, I think there's like a level of respect that's supposed to be a part of it. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me, Tony. Um, you know, whether that's well, you don't want to make not, a scene. But... I think you just don't want to make a scene, and who really cares at that point? Is like, right. there's so many names. I mean, they'll figure well, it out. The other part is there's also rain on the way, right? This is like right. she's in a They're poncho. To... Let's put that into perspective. She's in a raincoat. Um, and it was raining a little bit. There was sprinkling happening. Um, majority of them left before any rain was happening. Uh, but I mean, and I get it, you know, obviously if you've got your diploma or you've got, did your walk, you've got your video, you've got your picture, you've got everything that you need, uh, to, to be able to put on your Facebook or Instagram, that's already happened. So why am I going to sit here and watch other people get that? You know, it's like, but people just didn't see her. She was like oh, invisible. They, they she was well, just they, invis no, no, they, they saw her. Every single person saw this girl. And what they would do is they would just willfully avoid eye contact and just walk <laughs> past her. Or if they, they didn't did want to go back to, her, to their seat, there were a few people that just listened to her and they said, no, I'm not doing that. And walking straight. Like, just like, what up. what like, if the first person in line decided to do that and wrote it on a note and just passed it to every person oh, behind man. them? And they all just decided, Dude. like, when they were reading that note, let's do this. Right. But nonetheless, <laughs> like, that was a. Uh, that was, uh, you know, uh, I just want to ice that girl up and ice, uh, ice my wife up even because she didn't even see her. She legitimately didn't see her, but that, you know, obviously a great accomplishment that she had. And, and, and all those kids probably uh, have a lot to be uh, happy about being able to get through uh, four years of college, if not more, 
um, and, and a lot of uh, great accomplishments along the way. And uh, so I'm not going to ice them up too much, but that poor girl, I got to say ice up. I cannot. This reminds me slightly of a graduation story. I cannot remember if it was my wife's master's degree. What it was it? But I was in the audience. I remember sitting up top at um, Menji's Coliseum. And the funny thing was, is like every time. So there was this like you walk across the stage, you'd shake the hand, you take the picture with this one person and then you dip out and you go down these steps. And there was this one handrail like i mean it's a natural handrail like you're going down steps in front of thousands of people right. you want to use the handrail and the gowns that like the gown i just took off you got these big swoopy arms every person that used the handrail got stuck <laughs> their gown got caught on it. and it was just like a game where we just watched like 700 people have the same thing happen to them so all right that's the c3 panthers podcast brought to you by carolinacatchronicles.com where every tuesday night we chop up the latest panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective my name is tony dunn you can follow me on twitter at cat underscore chronicles you can call into the show at 252-228-5098 cody lack tell them how to get after you yeah, find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C O D Y L A C. Uh, you'll see a bunch of people retweeting me and telling me how stupid I am. That's mm-hmm. how you know it's me. Um, still the writer for drafttech.com, but that just wrapped up. So, uh, hey, man, hit the like and notification bell and uh, check us out this Friday uh, for the Friday free for all, where you, yes, you, whoever you are listening, you can join the show, come on the show and be a part of the conversation every Friday at 7 p.m. on the Friday Free-For-All. CK, how can they get after you? Uh, you can find me on all the social medias, uh, Co-Dizzle Allen. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just uh, come check out. You know, I might stream from time to time. I'm going to try to start streaming a little more on YouTube. So if you guys are interested, uh, go check me out over on YouTube, Co-Dizzle Allen, and uh, do some streaming. Nice. The stat daddy, the bat daddy, and now the bird daddy. Uh, how can they find your work? Uh, you can find me at the bat daddy 52 on Twitter is my personal handle. Check out the show. It's at SCS podcast one for the time being. We go live Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Uh, this weekend is our four year anniversary. It's going to be a big show. It's going to be a lot of changes going on with the show. So tune in and find out. Oh, man, I can't wait. I will be there. All right. Uh, Cody Lack, take us out of here. All right, Panther Nation, C3 Panther family. Until next time, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.